And welcome to episode 26 of EmblemCast. Uh, we have a special guest today that was on a previous episode. You want to introduce yourself? What up, Gast here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Gast is back. It's actually just a clip I stole from one of his videos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to be on. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, no, it was it was fun to have you on and, you know, glad to have you on again. So, uh, this is EmblemCast, we're Fire Emblem Podcast, if this is your first time listening. And we have a new review this week. Um, and every time we get a new review, we read it on air. So, this review, by the way, you can find us on iTunes at EmblemCast, and leave us a review, and we will more than likely than not uh, read it on the show. So, this new review is from Ben. And Ben says, five stars, great for fans. I was hesitant at first to listen to this podcast because I thought it would be focused on Fates and Awakenings, since that's where most of the Fire Emblem fandom is centered. But I was pleasantly surprised that all of the members are longtime fans of the whole series. I can't wait for you guys to do a retrospective of Path of Radiance, because that was my first and probably still <laughs> my favorite entry in the series. Thanks for the podcast. I've gained greater appreciation for one of my favorite all-time game franchises. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Ben. And uh, You're in luck, you're not Ben, because just... that's our next retrospective. Yeah, that is our next retrospective. And also, if you have negative feelings on the show, do not be afraid to voice them. You'll only read five-star reviews. <laughs> so, we yep. did get another review for the fourth time by the same person posting the uh, the male Robin X Tiki S support. Why which... <laughs> you mention it? Move on. <laughs> with with good lines mentioning Riss, Bob Ross, Mangs, and uh, RPG. So, good to know. Role-playing and games or rocket-propelled grenades? You know, that's up to you. That's, that's up to the interpreter. <laughs> More It's High Noon references, which I just learned is apparently an Overwatch meme. Man, you, need to, you need to get a computer that isn't a Mac. Chef, I'm going to... I'm getting one in probably about a week. Still. Didn't you hear my explanation on that other show that um, Reaver's final smash is where he says it's high noon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Anyway. So, yeah. Why don't we talk about... The first segment is uh, when we all playing. talk about what we've been up to, and I think it only makes sense for our guest to start with that since it's been seven yeah. months since the last time you were on. Something yeah. like that. So what have you been playing? You can... Talk about your YouTube channel or other stuff in the meantime. Uh, sure. Uh, well, um, on my channel, I've been playing uh, Fire Emblem Fates Revelation, but randomized. Uh, and it is such a treat to go back to Revelation and experience it in a very twisted and <laughs> much more bizarre way than vanilla, that's for sure. <laughs> And that's saying something, because Vanilla Revelation is already pretty twisted and bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 bizarro world. Um, uh, so that's been fun, and I'm just at chapters. I just made it to chapter 17, and uh, okay, and it's just would have been would have been the the craziest units that you've had so far. Oh, the craziest so far. Uh, I'd say Odin. Yeah, Odin. Uh, Odin replaced. Uh, Camilla, and the funny thing about this is that in my in my conquest randomized playthrough, uh, Odin replaced Camilla, but now in the mm. Revelation one, Odin again replaced Camilla, <laughs> and this time around, Odin has Strength Taker, 
Um, uh, Lance Fair, and oh, uh, and he's a he's a grandmaster of fire. Yeah, yeah, he 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 has insane bases. He has he has Lance Fair and Strength Taker as a grandmaster, and he literally just eats. He liter he legit he started with (laughs) he came with a beast killer, and the man just eats. It's crazy. what else um i remember your your kagura is pretty crazy yeah kagura replaced uh felicia and she was a falconite and she also had lance fair and uh just she eats too <laughs> she eats too so if her it's a uh, i'm assuming randomized classes randomized join time randomized skills and growths too and ran- right and randomized growths uh so- it's not it's not randomized join time it's um it, or it's randomized people like there's no randomized join time it's all it's the same join time but everything else is like personal skill uh initial skill starting classes characters growths um yeah but it's 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 not like the kind of standard randomizer where you know uh i know i'm gonna get i don't know i know i'm gonna get dorcas this chapter but i don't know what class he's gonna be it's, it's they're different characters in each spot right then yes yeah, like, yes usually yeah. i get um odin here but this time it's camilla yeah th- yeah that, exactly. that kind of thing um and aside from that uh i've been i played through path of radiance through its entirety because i'm doing okay. a support science was that your video. first time or no? no it's it was my third i think it was, but it was like okay. it was my third time in in in, in years perhaps like five years even yeah because uh, yeah, path of radiance is really easy to just quickly play through mm. <laughs> thank if god I for thanks. dolphin if I look honestly, if I if I didn't have Dolphin, the only reason I'm doing the Ike video is because I could play Path of Radiance like fast, and even so, it's still like it's still like you you like it to be faster than even with it sped up. Yep. Uh, and I beat that game a couple days ago, and I'm gonna speak with a couple peers of mine, and we're gonna talk about uh, his character and his and you know what we our reviews of him and how we evaluate Ike. Uh, and stuff like that, and how we sort of evaluated Path of Radiance. And it was funny how you mentioned the uh, that re- that retrospective thing because I'm literally so fresh off Path of Radiance, and I know, and I and I recall so I there's so much uh, that has had that I don't like. <laughs> yeah, just be story wise or, or, uh, or just entire sto- game wise. Story wise, uh, gameplay gameplay is decent it's the only it's just so marred by this by the by the pace of it but that's but i mean that's why i like the 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 uh the speed up so much um but there's there's things of path of radiance that i really enjoyed uh that i remember i didn't even that i completely even forgot um but as a story and as ike as a character uh i'm feeling some type of way let's just say that <laughs> That's interesting because uh, I know, obviously, you're a big story and characters guy. I I also am a big story and characters guy, and I, I'm going through that game uh, for the first time actually right now. Cause we're doing we are doing the retrospective, and I was able to finally pick up a copy of, uh, of that game. <laughs> I didn't have a computer that could run Dolphin. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think at least like 15 chapters into it or something like that, I think it's one of the one of the best told narratives in the series there there's one thing i wrote a post about uh, a long time ago on i don't know long, but a couple months ago on reddit 
where I think the thing that Path Radiance does best that people don't give it enough credit for is I think the bane of the series storytelling-wise is when uh, a game starts out with the long map segment and they just load all these names of places that you have no connection to with yet. And Path Radiance does a smart thing, which is start you just with Ike and, you know, the Grail Mercenaries and Father and everything like that. And it waits, like, a couple chapters in to, to slowly unveil the map to you, the other countries. And it, it gets you invested in the story in a way that other games don't do. And it also makes you kind of excited to, to learn about the other countries and nations and stuff that are in Tellius. Uh, I agree. I think it's cool. I agree. As, I think that's and, a cool uh, thing. One, it, Path of Radiance is one of its major strengths, storytelling-wise, is its ability yep. to world-build. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I very much agree with you there, how they start by simply explaining Crimea and Dayan, right. and then once Banyan and, and not even gets that. introduced... Well, I, well, you know what I mean, though. Like, Well, no, no, I'm, I'm saying what, what I think is even smarter than just starting there is you don't, you don't know anything for the first couple of chapters, the first, like, Two or three. You're just with Ike and, and his friends, and I think that's a really good way to. Yeah, I agree. The game. I agree for sure. Yeah, it's cool when you go back to like FE4 or FE6, and you see that map screen, and it's like I've been it's, all those places. But the first time you well, see yeah. it, you just drown everything out because it doesn't mean anything to you. GBA games as well. As much as you know, as much love as people have for those games, and I have with the the Super Nintendo and the GBA games, the map screen are it's just the. I think it's the worst, like the bane of storytelling in that series. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think <laughs> FE7 and uh, FE6 are the culprits. FE FE8 was pretty tolerable because it was there was no, it is. FE8 was FE8 I, had ten five five six places. That was it. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it was six places. I, I have I have a soft spot for that game, and I I know you agree here. I I think it's. Yeah. I think that game has a great story, and it's it's pretty underrated, uh, the storytelling in that game. Yeah, dude. I agree. Yeah. Peter's uh, going to hate, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but aside from that, uh, that's, all, uh, that's all I've been playing. Uh, just more Fire Emblem stuff. And... That's cool. That's about it, yeah. Echoes. Have you been playing any oh, Echoes? Oh, right, that, or no? Echoes, yeah. I uh, obviously played that game. Really, I'm uh, surprised because you hated Gaiden so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why do you want to bother? Yeah. yeah, Echoes is the best game of all time. Like, yeah, hands do, down. do you do you like it better than than Gaiden? Or no? Oh yes, yes, of course. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, of course, Gaiden will always be like Gaiden, and it will always have like it holds a special place. Yeah, it holds a special <laughs> place. But like Echoes is like objectively superior in every single possible way. How does uh, it compare to that Gaiden remake for the Game Boy Advance? I think it was called the Sacred Stones. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This, yeah. That uh, that spiritual successor. Yeah. Um. Uh. Well, Gaiden and Sacred Stones were like tied. We're very close together for my favorite game, but then Echoes just came in and just like curb stomped that and just climbed its way to the top super fast. But mm-hmm. uh, it's it's inter- it's different because uh, for Sacred Stones, it has it does things that I really like the most. Um, but again, Gaiden is just like so, in- so intriguing to me. It is. It's a cool game. We uh, before um, Echoes came out, we did a little kind of Gaiden retrospective, and uh, I played through most of the game. I played up until almost almost the end of Act Three. 
the other two guys here finished it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was it was cool to go back. I I enjoyed what I played of it. Yeah. We also didn't get to the really bad part. You didn't get to. No, I guess I didn't get to chapter four, act four. <laughs> yeah. We also didn't get to see how Echoes created a problem from nothing. With the plot. Oh yeah, you didn't see the difference for, of Celica since that's yeah so that's actually a pretty big difference. I, I that's what I've heard. That is what I've heard. I I will say that we've talked a lot about storytelling in the series today. You want to look at a, a well-told story in the series? Go to Echoes, especially its first half. Yeah, well, for sure. I think the first half is the stronger half, probably. Like, it's all good, but the first half is pretty unassailable, you know? There aren't any major mistakes, it's just very finely tuned. No, it's it's straight. It's a straightforward, but still, you know, fun and an interesting narrative, and uh, I think that works well for the series. You don't need to overcomplicate things like they've tried to do in previous two entries, but that's a, that's a talk for another day. <laughs> so, uh, is that it for you, Gast? Yeah, pretty much. Just like it, it's just been Fire Emblem for me. <laughs> uh, I've been I've been playing some Kirby lately too. Oh, which one? Uh, Planet Robobot. Oh, I just played that. I fun. you know I really like that game. It's fun. I think as it's hell, pretty man. awesome. It's so. Fun. It's one of the most fun platformers I think I've probably played in in a long time. Yeah, it's it just really it just like feels good. You know, yeah. getting in the the, the controls are stuff. super it's, tight. It's fun. The 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 graphics are so fun and 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 uh, bright and colorful yeah. and jumpy and it's awesome. Did you play uh Did you play Triple Deluxe? I haven't. I never did. I I think it's a, a pretty sizable improvement over that game, which some people have said otherwise. But check out Kirby Planet Robobot. It's, it's a fun game. Chefin, <laughs> why don't you go next? Because we abruptly cut you out <laughs> well it was more <laughs> me episode. cutting myself out <laughs> yeah Shevin just took his toys and went home <laughs> <laughs> so sort of similar to Gast I've also been playing a lot of Fire Emblem since I recently that's a that's a shocker <laughs> yeah I, yeah I recently <laughs> just took a trip to Peru so I had like two like nine hour plane rides where I had to just keep myself occupied and I also got so you didn't you didn't play through the entire Ace Attorney series and no, this time? No, I chose to just go through... <laughs> yeah, no, I chose to go through Echoes a few more times. So, pretty much... So, last time, Devin talked about the auction draft we did. So, I completely... You had a pretty great team. Yeah, I had I had uh, Kamui, Paula, Gray, Tatiana, Forsyth, Zeke, and Jesse, and then also, like, Myson. So, why did so Forsyth carried you, right? <laughs> oh yeah. I was just gonna say <laughs> that that draft would have been tough to get through without Forsyth. Yeah, with Forsyth. What? Well, it was pretty fun since I decided to go Archer Gray, and because Gray was like one of my only units aside from like Alm and I guess Forsyth, quote unquote. He got to like level. You were, you were talking to me earlier, Chef. Uh, when we were recording last episode, that Archer Gray is secretly the best archer in in Alms Root. Oh yeah, Archer Gray is like the new wave, secret, <laughs> secretly the best archer in the game. Wait, if you pr- promote Forsyth tonight and then fork him, isn't he actually okay? Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't fork him. Oh, I mean, but that's true for a lot of characters. Well, yeah, no, I'm not. 
but in a draft format, you know. Yeah, in a draft yeah. format, yeah, yeah, it becomes pretty good. I just decided not to fork him because I was lazy, and I just had this super boosted Archer Gray. Yeah, Gray. He got to level nine as a villager before promoting Archer. Then he got to level ten as an Archer before promoting, and then he got to level twenty before promoting to Bow Knight. Jesus. <laughs> and then he just like steamrolled everything because I just. Why didn't you just like backtrack a little bit and take him to a shrine? No, because <laughs> I needed him to be a sniper specifically for Nui Baba's mansion because uh, Bow Knights they can't stand on mountain tiles. And so, oh, so then okay. they can't shoot into the house, so they have to specifically yeah. be a sniper. So it was like, he actually got he actually hit like level ten at like Desay's Desay's fort. But I was like, eh, I guess I gotta keep him <laughs> as this. <laughs> so he just like easily outpaced the bow knight, bow knight bonus. So is bonuses. is this a secret strat, Neko's? Everyone was saying, oh, promote right away, but. You heard you heard it from Stefan first. Wait till twenty. Promote. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just only wait for like the archer, just so you can just stand on mountain tiles instead of doing like rescue rescue warp strats. But <laughs> yeah, I did that. Um, then I did another. Any any Overwatch stuff? No. <laughs> this is the Overwatch podcast. No, I haven't actually played Overwatch in a while. Just oh. haven't. I haven't really liked the season at all, so I was like, I "Are you excited for the uh, the new new character?" Oh, uh, Doomfist looks in, fun. In like a week, yeah. It's, it's like Genji, but like not, but like on more, crack more. And you're Wait, just... his name is Doofus. Doomfist. Doomfist. Oh, <laughs> not Doofus. <laughs> Doofus. But what else have I done? Uh, I actually just recently downloaded the demo for Metopia. Oh yeah, you were telling me about this and too. That game surprisingly a lot of fun. What is it? I've uh, heard of it. So it's it's like Tomodachi Life, but an RPG. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Like it's it's actually got more game to it than Metopia yeah. did. Where Metopia was sort of like, I guess, a mobile game. Well, Metopia is the new. Metopia is the or, the one that's uh, coming out. Tomodachi, Tomodachi Life. Life. Tomodachi Life is sort of like more like a mobile yeah. game where you just like keep checking in on stuff, and there's no like active gameplay. Uh, Metopia though. It's basically just sort of your run-of-the-mill RPG, but it's just fun because of the Miis and just, like, the sort of Nintendo charm. So you can send, like, Devin to his death. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You can, like, make him a... You can make him... Or you, you could have Darren as the, the villain. Yeah. It's the... I think the Dark Evil Lord is the... Yeah. And you could just put any me or any character <laughs> as it. So it would be pretty fun. I actually made, like, uh, Reggie... The Dark Evil Lord <laughs> for mine. But, yeah, that was actually surprisingly you know, fun. Granted, you know, if you look at it, it's, like, not a very deep RPG. Because it's just, like, your average. Because it's got, your, like, your cl- classes of, like, warrior, thief, mage, cleric. Is chef. that what that stage in Smash Bros. is based on with, like, the hanging cage? Uh, that's No, that's based on uh, Find Me, the the weird yeah, the street RPG-esque pass. Street Pass game. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But it's kind of similar, right? Uh, like sort of, yeah. yeah. Except this game actually sold really well in Japan, so it's kind of, I have a feeling it's not going to sell quite as well here. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I've heard good things about it. Yeah, it comes out in, I think, the 28th, which is yep. nine days from now. Sooner than that, though, is Splatoon 2. I can't oh, wait yeah. for that. That's coming out. Excited. Uh, let's see. Only other thing, I actually 
only other thing that I've really been doing is I've started. I just started going back to replay Xenoblade X. Oh yeah, for uh, two later this year. Yeah. It's. Just, uh, Are you gonna get a Switch then? Yeah, I'm gonna get a Switch for that. And then Fire Emblem Warriors and like whatever else is out, but so are are you more of a fan of original Xenoblade Chronicles or X? I would say this, like the story is like way better in Xenoblade One or Chronicles. But there's no Max. <laughs> yeah, it, there are no Max. But the game the gameplay is just so much smoother and like, yeah, it's so much smoother in X, but it's also. I feel like backtracking and just like doing other side quests is just also a lot easier and like flows better in X. Since in one you have to like the story like never gives you a point where you're like, oh, you know, I should go back. It always assumes like you're just constantly going forward aside from like minor minor going back. So it's like yeah. if you want to go back, it sort of just feels a bit out there. But with X it's got a nice hub area with NLA you always coming back to and it gives you a lot of points where it could be like oh you know you should go do some different quests and it's like yeah it feels a lot better than just <laughs> random. yeah i should yeah <laughs> <laughs> it feels a lot better than just going like deciding like at some arbitrary point like oh you know i should go back to the very starting area even though i'm like 70 <laughs> hours like, away from that are you excited for two in a couple months? Yeah, yeah. I know it's gonna be good. It's just the art, just the current art direction sort of seems a little weird. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. And most people I've seen are. A lot of people I've seen are saying like, "Oh, it's a big improvement on that semi-realistic thing they had before." But I thought it looked fine. I thought it looks pretty good. Uh, I guess I need. I would need to play it to see how it sort of fits. I'm assuming I know the gameplay is probably just gonna be great because that's it's just good. That's what Xenoblade is good at. But the current yeah, art style, single player MMO. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Anything the other YouTube been playing? Well, it's been uh, like two Hunter, days since we recorded our last episode. <laughs> so well, it's um, okay. What what yeah, you know? Is there stuff you didn't talk about last time? Maybe I can probably stuff. I, I really have not been playing much of anything <laughs> that I didn't discuss last time. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's pretty comprehensive. Uh, but Devin, maybe you have a... Um, let me think for a moment. I went... I've just... Uh, since when we recorded the last episode, I, I mentioned how I had never finished Ephraim's Path in... Uh, in Fire Emblem 8, so I'm going back there, and I'm on the ghost ship, and it's a... It's a good time. (laughs) Everybody loves the ghost ship. No, I'm I'm really not a fan of that map. The map before it, too. Is the map before it the one with uh, Dussel, 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 and uh, Cormag? I think that's a cool map. Yeah. that, That map is pretty clever in a lot of ways with the uh the boat ballistas and um oh man the that's the map before the ghost ship stuff. Yeah, i yeah. lost my save file one map before the ghost ship oh that sucks uh, oh wow well the ghost ship's only chapter 11 so it's not not super deep game um well it's there's only I like 20 chapters in sacred stones yeah that's yeah. true um, it's shorter because of the root split yeah i love sacred stones 
FE8's a really good game. Not a fan of the ghost ship, but uh, I don't know. I think that that game has cool map design. Say what you will about the difficulty, but I don't know if difficulty is, is the way to, to judge the series. Um, unless it gets to an awakening level. I, I really don't understand the argument that FE8 is an easier game than awakening, because it's not. <laughs> I don't really know what else I would, to say. I would say a lot, it's a lot easier. It's yeah, because like, if oh, you yeah. ban Seth and ban Frederick, maybe it evens out a bit more, but Seth dominates his game a lot more because the enemies are like really, really yeah, weak, but, and Seth but also you can, is really good. You can solo Seth. with one unit extremely easily. Uh, awakening. About, you can no, you, in FE8. It's about I think, but like, you can solo easier in FE8. Like yeah, you don't need to... you don't you don't need to pair up you don't need to do nothing like you can just I guess and the thing the thing with FE8 and the end game is so pitifully easy except for yeah, that, that one chapter. Yeah, that is a good point. There's the what is that chapter? The one when you're in the no, the I don't mean just the end game. Sorry, like the like the final arc, except for like the castle defense chapter against yep. uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, uh, the evil bishop dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly the one you're talking. Yeah, that's Reeve, the hardest. Map. That's the hardest map in the game. Yeah, that's that's one of the hardest. But it's like, that's it's it's one of the hardest maps in the game. But it is also one of just the hard maps in the game. Uh, yep. Also, one of like two or yeah. three. And even that. Also, I, I I suppose the final encounter is pitifully easy with. Uh, I guess we won't say who, <laughs> but final boss is easy. Also, say what you will about Awakening's harder difficulty levels on Lunatic and Lunatic Plus, but they do exist. FE8 doesn't have a single difficulty that's at all hard for any point of time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose that's that's true. I don't know, what do you think is more difficult? Uh, Awakening hard mode or FE8 difficult mode? Probably FE... Awakening hard mode. Really? Yeah, because... That... Hard mode on Awakening, at least in the first chapters, can be like so hard. And then also Endgame is like a bunch of sorcerer spam. Yeah, it's true. Also ambush spawns. <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't, talking about those. You don't find any segment. of them in FE8. Yeah. No, you don't. But that's that's a compliment <laughs> to FE8. <laughs> well, like I'll tell you what, if you're doing an Iron Man run, Awakening is the <laughs> yeah, harder game. Yeah, you. You did an Iron Man run on your channel, right? Uh, I made it. Uh, yeah, I, I got it. I got to uh, um, the military, and then I stopped because uh, I think I kept going with echoes, and then uh, uh, randomized revelation started. But yeah. Yeah. Have you beaten Awakening before? No. <laughs> Doing an Iron Man run first no. time on hard mode. Oh, that was a blind playthrough. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Wow, what did what'd you think? <laughs> I I like the game. I like Awakening. It's fun. How many? How many? Uh, it is fun. How many people have died? Uh, I lost Rickon. No, and... nothing was lost. Oh, that's <laughs> not that's not losing too uh, Rickon much. Rickon was Rickon was the homie though. Like I wanted to keep using Rickon. Like I was <laughs> investing in him, and then he got mangled hard. And then uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember who was. I think it was him and Maribel. I think died. Oh, oh yeah, you have to like rescue oh. them in that chapter. No, 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 no. no. Well, that's that's chapter four. Uh, I think they both died on the same chapter. I don't remember, but I think Maribel is dead right now. Rip. Um, Aww. yeah. She's, you know, 
that's not a game you need healing too much in. Yeah, still. If you don't know if you don't know what's coming, then yeah. If you don't know what's coming, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which if it's a blind run. You know, Awakening's fun. I, I learned to appreciate Awakening more when we did that auction draft a couple months ago for the memes. That you know, that that was a good time. Yo, I'm appreciating like Awakening more and like three D S stuff more because I just played Path of Radiance and my lord. That <laughs> game is overrated. Oh my god. If you know the the greatest thing the three D S games have ever introduced, and I will say this time and time again, is the, the fantastic UI and just all the good options with holding L to turn animations off or to turn them that on if they are done. off. Uh, yeah, was that reading? Uh, yeah, if you held you could hold the, Z. Yeah, if you held would... Z, like the animations. Oh. Would, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Uh, I thought that was in Shadow Dragon. Uh, Shadow Dragon first gave the option to skip enemy phases, right? Yeah. And skip stuff, but yeah. But you you couldn't speed speed it up. Yeah, yeah no. As you can. And... Well, the thing Plus, with if someone died, thing... it didn't stop. Yeah, so, yeah. so you would like skip an enemy phase and be like, "Oh, where'd Gordon go?" <laughs> <laughs> the thing with the 3DS games, like it's undeniably smooth and quick, though. Like, yeah, it's just it's it's so fast. It's it makes Fates and even more so Echoes in particular. Yeah, just, it's uh... so quick. I love it so much. It's one of the reasons why I love it. It works so well. Good. On, on a console and I know you added some of those features in uh in your hack. Yeah. <laughs> Bloodlines. I did, yeah. yeah. Copycatted some of those. <laughs> <laughs> I mean if they're good if they're good if they're good ideas, might as well yeah. use them. Take yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I'm sure if people had thought of them back when they were making FE nine or whatever, they would have been in there too. You know. There's mm-hmm. no reason not to have them generally. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of good ideas, Gas, can we expect a uh a character similar to Perry <laughs> in in Bloodlines. Uh, <laughs> there are, you know what there, that word- there are there are nutty characters in in my in Bloodlines, but they aren't the same at all contextually. <laughs> like you ain't you you ain't gonna see like some night girl on my team. Say that right now. That's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> if I ever, if I ever threw, if I ever made a character like Perry, she'd be, she she'd be, she'd be getting killed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She'd be getting killed. She, she'd be a bad guy. If she's that irredeemable, it'd be a sin to have her as a playable character. Well, I yeah. mean, Perry and Narshan from FE6 are basically the same character. <laughs> They're but just... Narshan's kind of fun. And yeah, exactly. Narshan's fun because he's a fun. Uh, just I wouldn't. The... I wouldn't put those two together. Well, I would like Narshan. The difference is how it, they're treated. You know, it's the external factors. Well, I think Narshan is like comedically evil and he is. super yeah. egotistical. He's... But like Perry... Narshan's like Narshan. Narshan's like mustache twirling. Yeah, Narshan's comic great. I love him. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's fun. Yeah, I. But like Perry's just like clinically insane. Yeah. Nar- like... Narshan is just funny. Narshan is just funny evil. So how how do you feel? Um, and after this, we can move on a little bit. But how do you feel about uh, Faye in um, in Echoes? Because there's been a lot said on her, and I'd be interested to hear what your opinion is on her characterization. Uh, I think she's okay. I don't hate her or nothing. Like she, like her her lines. I think uh, like her like her. Her lines and her delivery and really makes her feel like she's not 
bad at all. Like I, if I, if she was, if she didn't have any lines and I read her dialogue like that and I didn't understand like what her delivery was and stuff like that, I think I'd have more of an issue with her. Uh, one of the reasons, one of the things I don't like about her is, um, I don't think this is universally a thing that she has a support with Silk. Um, and yeah, it's not that, the, that's it's, it's not that odd. that support is bad. I don't think that support is that bad. I think it's, I think it's a fairly natural support. Uh, I, I, I don't have anything against Faye's personality, but, uh, what I don't like is how Silk has one support and it's with her. Um, mm -hmm. and I don't really blame Faye for that. I just blame the, the people who like made the game. <laughs> like you yeah. give Silk one support and yeah. it's with Faye. Like I don't, I, I, I don't get the, I don't get the, like the only thing I could think of is would be because they're both girls. Otherwise, well, I mean that—that's how the f support starts out. There's Silk is basically like you're one of the few girls I want to get to know. You. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, okay, but why? Yeah. But why? Like why her? Like why Faye though? Like <laughs> there are other girls yeah. on there are other like Delthea could have been Matilda. I mean, Matilda, Delthea, Delthea yeah. and Matilda both join a lot later than those two. So like you can imagine the C support taking well, place in Matilda like one. Matilda you doesn't know? join that much later. Beginning of Act well, there's, 3 compared to... Well, there's to... also, like, Delthea, who, like, supports both Luthier and Claire. But, yeah. but she's, yeah, like, one of the that's... last units that joined, aside from, like, yeah. Tatiana and Zeke. So it's like, why does why does she get the two supports? While, like, yeah. Fae, while Faye, Silk, or while Cliff and Silk get only one support. Yeah, it's, it's, even, it's even weirder, too, how Silk was treated, because uh, they have a memory prism, and it's with Silk and Jesse, but they only have passive supports, I think, and not yeah. actual supports, which is, which is peculiar because, uh, you know, you could easily just, totally naturally just throw a support from like, I don't know, some DLC nonsense and just give yeah. Silk and Je and Jesse one, and then she'd have two. Um, yeah. So I think I don't think the issue is with Faye being bad. I think the issue is with Silk being underdeveloped i think the thing that kind of saves Faye um in comparison to the other characters like her in the in recent memory being tharja and uh camilla is that everyone acknowledges that Faye's kind of like fucked up you know it's it's not just like oh they are literally obsessed with this person but that's completely normal it's corin or it's robin um, yeah and Alm can't marry her yeah, and Alm can't marry her. the The whole point of their support is Alm saying like, "I love you as a friend," and you know we've we've been close throughout our life, but I but don't. This is creepy. Stop. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think their support is is kind of okay. I, I yeah, I like Faye. I think um, I think she gets a little bit too much shit. I don't know. I feel like sort of another thing that's the difference between like Faye and like Camilla and Tharja is like. If you like remove Alm entirely, then there's mm -hmm. nothing. T then Faye doesn't really have anything, since while Camilla has. But but what is what does Camilla and Tharja have besides them? Uh, Cam besides Tharja just being like a weird fucking person. Camilla's got her doing spells and shit. Camilla's got her uh, big overly sister type field that is and that's with like Leo and Elise that shows up. Yeah. Her relationship with her retainers, which also doesn't mention like Corin at all. Uh, Tharja, uh, 
I can't remember what that was. I remember. She I... is like being an awful person. Well, yeah, that's literally her. She's just like, oh, I fucking like. Like that is separate from her porn obsession. I mean, shit. I cast a hex on you and all this shit. And to be fair, Faye, it's a lot un- more understated compared to those. But Faye does have her contentment with village life, her lack of ambition to see the outside world and everything, which is distinct from the other villagers. Even if it's sort yeah. of tied into her longing for that, you know, days of yore with Alm. It's not explicitly tied to it. And if you got rid of Alm, she'd still probably have that character trait. Yeah. my I think my bigger problem with that character in this game, and it's sad because it's a character that I really want to like, is uh, is Leon. Um, I think Leon's really cool, and he has a fun personality and stuff. But my, my problem with Leon is I think I think the writers force him talking about Valbar way too much. Leon's best yeah. supports are with are with Valbar because he's not always mentioning Valbar's name. Um I don't know. I, I don't like it was a a solid try <laughs> swing and a miss to write a gay character, I guess. Leon's not like offensively bad. I just I don't like the fact that he mentions Valbar every every two seconds, and that that would be true with any character that had a romantic interest in another character in the series. I don't like Clive and Matilda's supports. It's that's just like lovey-dovey garbage. I love <laughs> my those. Opinion. I love Clive and Matilda's supports. Oh, not my thing. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's kind of comedic. <laughs> every time I I got one of them, I just kind of laughed, but. I don't know. <laughs> it's because Clive is a joke, in and out of Clive story. Clive is a joke. Just gets outshined by his wife. Yeah. All right. Well, I, yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk about here in segment one? Uh, I don't know. Probably okay to move on. I'm uh, I almost finished on the last like forty-five-ish minutes of uh, Symphony of Night, so that's that's pretty fun. Good game. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really, <laughs> I don't really know what else to say. I've I've been considering. Die, monster! You don't belong <laughs> in this world. <laughs> I've been considering doing an FE7 replay because I haven't played that game in like three years. So I don't know. <laughs> Throw that out there, see if anything happens. But uh, have you ever beaten it? Yeah. Okay, I, I wasn't sure because never... on the Emblem Cast one you didn't. I didn't beat Hector Hard Mode, and I'd like to go in that day. So one day, but all right. Well, okay. the The only reason I didn't do it is because I was an idiot and, and accepted yes to the side quest to go to Genesis. <laughs> I literally didn't have a team that could do that. <laughs> uh, that's why you need multiple saves, man. Yeah, why don't you save your guys <sighs> on a different slot? Who doesn't do that? <laughs> I don't know. You got, Apparently me. You got three slots, man. Alright, well, if there's nothing else to talk about, let's uh, move on yeah, to segment we'll, two. Yeah, I guess we'll go to, go to questions.
and welcome back. We are on segment two of Gast episode two on Emblemcast. That's almost English. I'm getting close, guys. One day. One this day. This is the segment where we uh, interface with our adoring <laughs> fans. Interact right. is the word interface. I was actually looking yeah. for. Interface. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> we're, net- we're networking here. It's all about diversity, guys. All yeah. these just business words. <laughs> we all have avatar ponytails that we just plug in for a mind melt. Anyway, yeah. we have some questions anyway, the f- we're going to yeah, answer. So the first... The first question is from uh, Sturdy Hacks, who asks, "How are you today?" Hi. How are you? How are you today, guest? I'm good, man. What about I'm you? Chilling. What about you, Devin? How are you? I'm chill too. Chill too. Hustle. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. That's good. We're all good here. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Sturdy. <laughs> that was pleasant. <laughs> all right. Um, next, the quest- next question. Uh, so, is, next question uh, from Not Exilus. Who I think yeah, is like secretly a, someone else. It's, it's, it's A-Blast. It's A-Blast. It's yeah. A-Blast. A-Blast asks, what are your thoughts on TRX? Uh, T-Ring Saga. Yeah. Yep. Which T-Ring was a Saga. game that uh, Shozo Kaga made after he left Intelligent Systems. And it's basically a Fire Emblem game. And he actually got sued because it used to be called Emblem Saga. And yep. he had to change a couple of things. And it's also uh, the origin of Home Smelly Later. Because one of the Lord is named Holmes. <laughs> Has well, I guess to start off with this, has anyone here actually played Tearing Saga? I have. No. You have. I have. I oh, what do you think? Uh, okay, so Tearing Saga. Um, it it's 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 definitely a Fire Emblem experience. Uh, I dub it Fire Emblem for PlayStation. Um. It it plays a lot like it. The weapon triangle. I don't know if there's a weapon triangle in that game. I think there is. Uh, it's very. The art style is very. Everything is kind of like. Thra- it's, it, the art style is similar to Thrasia, I'd say. Yeah. Um, Runin very is the main character, and he is a mirror image. Uh, sorry, a mirror image of um, Leaf. Like they look very similar. Yeah. Uh, it does interesting things. It it had a it had a traversable world map. Um, it had like armories on map. Um, there was a bunch of exposition. Like that, if you want a game with heavy heavy exposition, that game <laughs> has it. Like you want to like. It's like imagine the world the world building in FE seven like at the very beginning. But it's like that times like a million, but it's not about the map. It's about like the world and like the dialogue. Like it, it the conversations last so long. I was I was like reading it out loud for my playthroughs. I played like I did twelve parts of it before I stopped playing. Um and the there's so much dialogue. Uh you it's had a fun the, the good patch, right? The new one? I didn't play the good I didn't play the new one yet. Okay. Uh, it was when that one wasn't uh, finalized yet. Um but it's a it's a fun game. The animations are super crisp and su- it's like it's a it's it's very close to GBA animations. It's very it's 2D. It's very quick and fast paced. Um it it kind it's just an interesting sort of mix of a bunch of Fire Emblem games. Um and people often compare it to Sacred Stones and uh Gaiden. 
they they say it's like a it's like a mix between those ah. two games. Up your alley then. Well, it's also yeah. got the terrors, right, or something analogous. The way those two. Yeah, do. there's there's zombies and stuff, and you know there's there's one of the one of the coolest things about it is that there's AOE spells in that game, which I find really cool. Hmm. Um, That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's 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 definitely an experience. I've been meaning to try to play the updated patch, uh, and it's something. It's a game I really want to I really want to find time to play. Just by myself and just chill. It's a, it, I think it's a fun game. So yeah. Cool. Tearing song. We'll definitely do a retrospective on it at some point, possibly after we've done all the so? real Fire Emblem games. But I don't know. That'll be like ten years from yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we've only done like three retrospectives, and like two Fire yeah. Emblems have been released in that time. <laughs> yeah. They're coming. So out. We're, we're gaining ground. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I move on to the next question. Uh, and who is that asked? Which, so they ask, this which is, is better? Yeah. Oh, it is also Ablast. Ablast also asks, which is better, Gaiden or Shadows of Valencia? Shadows of Valencia, objectively yeah. better. There are some yep. things that Gaiden does better, but as an overall package, there's really no debate. Yeah. It's yeah, I, I, okay, I'd agree with that. I'd say there are some things that I, I, I liked in Gaiden that I liked less in echoes um one of them being uh alm i liked gaiden alm more than uh, echoes alm they really uh, sanded him down for echoes yeah they did I remember made him the, more some, conventional yeah, someone yeah, used the, the term like marthifying him in in oh. <laughs> or well, it's, it's true though it's, it's true though because um i feel like i should explain why i i say that and uh, the reason the reason I think Gaiden Alm was better was because he kind of had a more regale perspective on life. He yeah. was very gung ho and very into just fighting and beating people up. Uh, he literally just bolts out of Bram Village and instantly just starts kicking ass. Um, he like just tears through the like he like. Granted, there's not a lot of dialogue in Gaiden, but the dialogue that was there, if I remember correctly, Alm was just alpha. He was just an alpha dog. And even when, towards the end, in the, uh, in the when he says the classic line, I'll crush those bastards, like, that in itself <laughs> should explain how different they both were. I feel like um, that was the Alm I was expecting, uh, especially with the trailers that were coming out for Shadows of Valencia when you saw Alm leading the charge with Sophia down the hill against yeah, the Regalians. A little more... A little more Hector-esque. Kind yeah. Of. Um, and what I sort of picked up on after playing Path of Radiance was that uh, hmm. if Alm had the had the charisma and the voice acting and the delivery and like the and the the you know the appeal and like that sort of uh, upgrade, and he had Ike's perspective on fighting and Ike's uh, sort of no nonsense attitude literally has no battle plan ever just charges in and beats people up i think that would be the perfect interpretation of alm like a perfect modern take on alm would be you know his charisma um because ike one of the things i don't like about ike is that ike i feel like ike lacks charisma but alm lacks that sort of that that grit that i felt gaiden alm had and i think if you put those two together then you have like the perfect perfect lord honestly yeah yeah, we we were talking about a couple episodes ago how it's also sort of a problem next to Celica, who keeps many of her sort of 
divisive personality characteristics and flaws, whereas Alm gets turned into much more of a conventional protagonist. And yeah. the contrast between them doesn't work as well anymore. Yeah, it's true. Um, I, I, I like Celica in Echoes a lot. What do you think of her? Yeah. Uh, sort of. I have, I have some differing opinions yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. What do I think of that? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. See, the thing with that is, I think um, I'm gonna have to try to like gather my thoughts on Guy this. I did it first. It's been a while since I. T- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, here's like the thing that I obviously, um, you know, her believing that these purple-skinned lunatics would like she would be she would have trust in them is one thing, but. Um, I like how Celica's naivete sort of is justified by the sense that she grew up in a, pri- a priory for her entire life. All she knows is that Mila is supposed to bring goodness to the world. She doesn't, I don't think and she understands. And for understand. most of her life, Mila has been. Yeah, and like, like, she, like she is literally the embodiment of Mila. She is so dependent. Uh, well, she, she just believes that the gods are there to, um, like that Mila is there to like, take care of her and the whole reason she's going is because like she's afraid that hey if Mila's dead for sure uh, then or if she's missing then I have to go find her or else like the, the world is going to crumble to pieces like and it, it already yeah. has been and in her perspective uh, Mila's the, the absence of Mila is you know the reason why the world is coming to an end and you know she like if she believes that she is sort of uh, an ambassador of Mila then her you know, sacrificing herself in hopes that Mila would come back, I feel is justified because the way I think about it is like, what's the alternative here? Like if she, if she doesn't go for it, then like the worst that's going to happen is that in her mind, the world is doomed anyway. And I think, you know, for that reason, I think her decision to maybe sacrifice herself, I, I respect that, but her decision maybe to believe in Jeddah is questionable but i think um if jetta was just less comedic comedically evil, he should have been like, like halcyon yeah 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 he should have been he should have been like that or like maybe like Seferin to a degree um just not just someone just blue. someone who's more transparent someone who's more yeah i mean i don't yeah the blue thing I mean, you can you can do the same thing where yeah. you have scenes showing him arguing with rudolph but make him like more of a good person for doing so rather than like getting mad that Rudolph isn't evil enough. Yeah. Well, the thing, the thing about Jeddah is that he's not like he, he's not even someone who is comedically evil. Like he genuinely thinks that like, like he genuinely believes that like Duma is like the best thing ever. Like he's not just some evil, like mustache twirling, like, like bad guy. He's not Garen. Yeah. He's he's, he's not Garen. Like he actually has these, like he actually has, He's very, very, very devout in the belief of Duma and the and his 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 lifestyle and you know the lifestyle of Regal, um, but it's I feel like it's just overshadowed by the fact that he's he has fucking long black fingernails, is hunched over like laughing <laughs> maniacally. He has like the evil bad guy chin. You know what I'm saying? Like he's Papa Smurf. Whatever he's, everyone a, calls him. he's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. And he's not Double even rescuing skin. the president. What? It's never. <laughs> Any... yeah. Anyway, moving on to the next question. Um, um, 
are same turn reinforcements actually bullshit, or does the player simply need to adapt and anticipate? And this is from Marvelous Gappy. So, um, oh, do you wanna? Yeah, I could. I could sort. With, we've had same turn reinforcements in uh, FE five, FE six. Uh, then doesn't come back again till like one chapter in like FE eleven and FE twelve each, and then it comes back again in FE thirteen. Mm. And I'll, I'll and say it, I'll it s- comes back strong. <laughs> I'll say <laughs> same turn reinforcements. I feel like largely are okay. In like, at least in Awakening, aside from, aside, no. aside, yeah, I would say they are aside from Mila's tree and counter warriors that just suicide on you, because in Awakening there's always you always get a mention before they appear up like saying like oh you know we need to like come up behind them or like we need to surround them or come out of the forts there's always something of that so it's, that's something you can be aware of that it's going to come granted you don't know where it's gonna come from. Or and they're also flyers. Yeah, that's saying. that's Millistree's problem. Yeah. So yeah, well, I mean, that was the problem. That was the problem with ambush spawns on Awakening in the beginning of the chapters was that every single one were flyers. Or sorry, yeah. that's not true. There was the the mountain, the mountain, the canyon chapter was flyers, but the other ones, uh, they just came from the forts, which is very predictable. I mean, I think I'm, shitty I'm, tree chapter. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll let you finish, and then I'll hop in there. See. I think they are inherently bullshit for the same reason that yeah, Fog I, of War is, which is you can't really mount a counter strategy against what you don't know. And if you get vague indications, then that's something, but it's not as good as just actually knowing it. You know, is, even is when they say there's going to be wyverns coming down from the top, it doesn't give you like what their doubling threshold is and how much damage they can do. And nor does it for that matter, exactly where they'll spawn so you can make sure you're out of range to the number, you know, for the same... It it forces you to sort of... Unless you're not playing blind, which, you know, at that point it doesn't matter, but if you are playing blind, it forces you to sort of turtle and tank in for the same reason with Fog of War where you have to send someone with a ton of defense just charging ahead to clear the way. It reduces the strategy because it dumbs it down into the basics stay alive whereas it could be about killing specific enemies and advancing but in fog of war you can there are strategies you can take uh to increase your vision and and awareness and unless you know you know the game well and know exactly what's going to spawn what's going to spawn when an ambush spawns there are no there's no strategy to it and and that's why i think fog of war is is more defensible I mean, I think um, it's more defensible too, but I don't think there's any reason that ever should be in a Fire Emblem game again. See, I'm, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm a, I'm a big fan of FE5, but I, I'm a little partial to. FE5 to Fog of War. is what makes you it's, like Fog of War. Jesus Christ. No, it's not. But I'm saying <laughs> I like FE5, and maybe, <laughs> maybe that explains why I'm okay with Fog of War sometimes. Um. I, I'm not saying I like Fog of War. I'm not a big fan of it, but I, I think I think Fog of War can be interesting variety sometimes. Gas, do you, do you have a piece you want to say? Yeah. On this? Yeah. Um, okay. So for ambush spawns, uh, I find that most of the time they are frustrating. But to say that there's no strategy involved with, uh, you know preparing for them aside from turtling which i agree with you on that part there's there were there were a few times 
when I was playing my Awakening Blind, where I was forced to kind of uh, make sort of a barrier of, of tanky units and just move up yeah. in a very slow manner because of the, the paranoia of, of, uh, of being, you know, ambushed. But the only instances where I felt it was frustrating in that regard was when there were no forts. Um, the thing that I like, the thing that I can tolerate with ambush spawns is that if there are forts uh, in on that map, because um, you, an experienced, like, if you've played a lot of Fire Emblem games, especially with ambush spawns like in FE6, um, you know that they come from forts. So w one of the things that I've sort of picked up on was that no matter what, if you're playing a game with ambush spawns, you head to the forts or you head to the stairs and you just lock them up immediately. Because yeah. that's I mean, that's what I always try to do as soon as possible. And I feel like that's part of the strategy of it. Like, how do you how do you mitigate the bullshit that you know is going to happen? You, you take out as many... Uh, like ways that that bullshit will appear and uh for most fire emblem games if you clog up that fort that reinforcement's not coming right uh and that's and that's mm -hmm. how i dealt with chapter 11 in awakening was because you knew the forts were there they were vacant at the time and you knew as you were progressing into in into the map you knew those forts are going to be used for something and uh given the track record of awakening up to that point you knew that they're going to be ambush spawns. Um, where, it, where it's frustrating, though, uh, is um, when there is no forts and when there is no real direction or aspect of predictability where you can where you can tell where these where these spawns are coming from. That's when it's really frustrating because you have literally nothing going on for you, especially when they're flying reinforcements. Because even if you mitigate those things, flyers have so much move like moveability that. Yeah. If you can like if you if you sort of make somewhat of a wall, but they can just fly around it and then presto, you lose like Maribel, you lose a squishy unit. Uh, so I think in that regard, ambush spawns, um, they have I feel like they have a place. It's not a big place, but when it's used, I think and if it's used in a way that is fair enough for the player where if you don't know enough about the game you're playing, it's on you. Uh, otherwise, it's on the game, and it's really frustrating. And in terms of Fog of War, I think Fog of War has been used in Fire Emblem in the wrong way, um, especially in in the Western titles, because that's where Fog of War really started to to kick in. Um, I know there was, I know Thrasia had it, uh, but I think Thrasia was the first game to have it, and then it kind of it stuck around until mm. Path of Radiance. I uh, think it was. It was but in FE10. also. It was in Radiant Dawn. Oh, was it? Fe oh, five. Yeah, it was. Well, Guess it was. Like it was more, yeah, it's more in there than in Fe nine. Yeah, um, and, and have have you played Fe five at all? I haven't, but I know. But I'm but I'm implementing Thracian Fog in Bloodlines, which is uh, straight darkness. Okay. Yeah, straight darkness. Um, yeah. And what I what I how I think uh, Fog of War should work, not as a seize mission or uh, or like a route sort of mission. Um, but something where the 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 vision like disability that you have plays as more of a threat rather than like an obstacle. Like if you're yeah. like if you're surrounded by enemies and there's fog of war, uh, then you have to like you you kind of stick together and you just have to like uh, anticipate like where enemies are coming from, which patches of of free space there are that you can like sort of like move around in. Uh, when it's like that and you you as a player don't need to do much of the discovery, you just have to sort of like adapt to where the enemies are going to come at you. 
I think that's when Fog of War is at its best. Uh, just because when you're doing otherwise, you're literally just using a torch or you're just sort of bringing a strong unit over and, and tanking things like that. Um, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much when I would like to use Fog of War. Also in maps that, are, that aren't like aesthetically complex to maneuver around, um, just like straightforward maps where like there's there, there there are hallways and stuff like that I think is where fog of war would work if you wanted to do a capture or or a seize or something like that um, where it's not really hard to move around it's just straightforward and you just have to like anticipate where enemies should be um, those two those two times I think are when fog of war would work best but when it comes to like finding where Uhai is or fucking I don't know some other nonsense in like the when GBA a berserker games. comes out of the fog yeah. and crits you to death, yeah, when, things like that. I, 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 I agree. Where it's an outdated aspect, but there are there are sort of it's those sort of um, mechanics, especially when GBA GBA did a lot of like bizarre things, uh, where their 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 functionality is is quite niche, and you just have to like design a map that complements that nicheness. Otherwise, you just get really sluggish and boring. And a frustrating maps to deal with. That's fair. All right. Move on yeah. to the next one. It's all. Yeah. So same price. Next one is um, to anyone who plays heroes, how much money did you spend, if at all, and what compelled you to do so? And I think we should start with uh, our resident Keegan, who uh, left an answer for this, even though <laughs> he couldn't be here right now, which I'm just going to read verbatim. I think I've spent somewhere between two hundred to three hundred dollars on heroes. And I usually did it to try to pull for certain units on banners, either that I liked as characters or were good units. And I don't mind throwing money their way so that I can do that. I still save enough to pay my bills and put enough money aside for things like college tuition, buying a new car, etc. Just use some of my spending money on it now and then. Yeah. You know, uh, he mentions that on r slash Fire Emblem Heroes, there are a lot of people who hear that number and think it's a gambling addiction, but he's still being responsible with his finances. He's just choosing to spend some of it on stuff like this for his own gratification, which seems reasonable to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, if you're still paying your bills and whatnot, it's like, whatevs. Yeah. I mean, it's like once you, like, start paying... Pay those student loans. <laughs> yeah, those college tuition. Yeah, it's like pretty much... I'm sort of, I'm sort of in the similar boat to Keegan, having spent a little bit under that. But it's like I just see it as like you know, I'm doing this instead of like buying like a different game. I mean it's like exactly. Yeah. I mean exactly. I'm I'm still I'm still I still got food, housing, clothes. <laughs> I got other stuff for friends, and so it's like you have internet. The yeah, most I've important. got internet. <laughs> it's all good. As guys. long as it's all in the realm of leisure spending, then it's just a matter of what you prefer. So yeah. I might prefer a new yeah. game to spend right. that much on orbs, but you know, if you have more fun with the orbs, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's, the only problem is like when it starts taking priority over the essentials. <laughs> like you start. Yeah. I could eat today, or I could try and get Sonya. Yeah, or I could, or I could roll for Gray. Fire yeah. Heroes is actually a diet supplement. <laughs> <laughs> but what about uh, Husser doesn't play Heroes anymore? What about you? What about Devin Gast? Yeah, I've I've spent a lot less than you guys. Probably like sixty in in uh, my entire spendings on that game. But um, I don't know. It. it the the way I spend orbs on heroes, uh, besides when that crazy hero fest banner happened a couple of months ago, 
That was like um, the meta banner, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. that was the meta banner, and it was at five percent <laughs> yeah. instead of three percent. It was the greatest banner of all time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in in st- besides that banner, I'll generally like you know if, if I have some orbs and I have like a couple orbs left, and I, but I don't have enough to pull, and maybe I want to pull you know. Uh, one or two more orbs. Uh, I'll, I'll spend, you know, three or six bucks or whatever. Um, and I'll do that every so often. Uh, I don't generally, you know, say, okay, here's $30. I'm going to spend it on the game now. But, you know, I... I yeah, I guess as long as you're um, spending your money responsibly, uh, sure, if I can spend it on Fire Emblem Heroes, it's fun. I hate it, but it's fun. <laughs> you <laughs> hate it, but you still play it. <laughs> I hate it, but I I got really excited because I finished building my horse emblem team, and uh, Cecilia is a bonus hero now. So <laughs> yeah, it all works out. That's that's exciting. What about you, Guest? Have you played Fire Emblem Heroes at all? Oh yeah, I I, I used to be really into it. Uh, I had about twenty five parts on my channel playing it, but um, I just kind of got I didn't really get burned out, but I just kind of got like bored of it. I don't know. Like yeah. I I think I think heroes uh i mean or to answer the question i think i might have spent like 50 bucks on it um so it wasn't a lot of money but uh i think what really stopped make making me stop playing was uh i strictly i don't play for arena i don't play for anything i play for roles um and even exactly yeah i like i i could not give less of a crap about any of the of the meta or the tournaments or the whatever. I don't, I don't care about that at all. I only, I mostly care about the grand hero battles because I think the map design and the unit placement on grand hero battles are so clever. And it's just like, frankly, uh, just really interesting and, and, and sort of inspiring, uh, from a design perspective. But, um, uh, in terms of like actual, just like playing, I almost exclusively play for, for orbs. And, when I get like twenty orbs and I roll, I, I I used to be so lucky. I used to be so lucky at heroes, and then all of a sudden I started just getting uh, a frustrating amount of 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 bronze and uh, silvers. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think my last my last five star was Titania. Um, wow. And on that banner. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and then. And that was like a that was I think that was around the time where I saw I kind of got bored of it. The last yeah. the last like special event that I played was the Path of Radiance one I think or no the Celica one, um, and I just kind of got I mean I kept I kept rolling bronze stars and I was like I'm not I'm not about to spend money yeah on uh, on 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 risking it on a game yeah, that like problem. I'm not super passionate about like if I like if I was if I was really into the rest of the game then I'd probably still be playing it but I. But like the the game yeah. the part the part about the game that I like to play for like is a very spotty success rate and I'm just like not about to spend more money or do anything like it's just like mm-hmm. that's kind of it yeah it's just like not my thing. I don't particularly enjoy the other parts of the game. I mean, absolutely, the draw for me is getting this you know character I really like or or a character that uh, is a good unit in that game. I don't know. I I. I... I do play arena and all that stuff, but it's not so I can be like, oh yes, I'm finally rank 18 or whatever. It's so I can be like, wow, okay, I got feathers and I got orbs, so I can make characters I like better, or so I can pull characters that I like. <laughs> you know, that's a cycle. Um, it is a cycle. The, the I I do believe the whole point to 
the whole point to play heroes is to to get more heroes. You know, <laughs> everything comes down to performing better, so you get more orbs and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. Heroes is good. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't really know what else I'd want from a Fire Emblem mobile. I don't know what else I'd want from a Fire Emblem mobile game. Um, yeah, for a mobile game, I feel like it, yeah. it does. It sets out what it, it accomplishes, too. I wouldn't want them to try and make a weird, you know, Fire Emblem. It is Fire Emblem Light, but like an actual, you know, Fire Emblem Light where you get units and can promote and all that garbage. Uh, I'm happy they went with this instead. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, there's stuff Heroes does that I like. Some of the fan servicey stuff uh, I'm not a fan of. <laughs> but uh <laughs> summer summer robin and Sonya. <laughs> oh, does he have swim trunks like shulk no it's it's female it's robin. female oh and she is literally naked but that's wait a... what no it's just in his, it's just I mean, in a swimsuit like the two-piece swimsuit it, with like a coat it's... on which is weird yeah <laughs> her two-piece is like her two-piece is like uh, probably a size too small as well yeah <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's basically a thong <laughs> but Anyway. anyway, let's move on to the last uh, question here. Yeah, we'll go into yeah. the last question. So, which, also from um, Marvelous Gappy. Which games do you think has the best execution of its mechanics? It's not a matter of variety, but how well it applies what it has, regardless of simple or complex mechanics. Well, I have to say, a lot of the games that I prefer to play don't really make use of all their mechanics. Like, Radiant Dawn has this big skill system, and, like, fewer than five or ten enemies have skills in the entire game um <laughs> you know uh fe4 has a lot going on that's player only and it doesn't really take advantage of it uh completely i have to say even though i don't like playing it that much fates probably makes great use of all of its mechanics it, you know it has the debuff things and then it has a bunch of levels where you have to weather a storm of debuff things it has pair up and it's um you know found on both sides and you have to make use of uh guard stance for both players and enemies uh, and, and you can pet your waifu that's, uh, well that's hey, important western you know. that's J jp only but like you know lots of fireable games well, have a can, lot going on you can on. wake your slug about up that fates actually up. seems to use most of it yeah even though i don't like it as much as the stuff yeah. from other games personally yeah i think i think that's that's just because you're a hater though yeah, that's I, true. I think that's sort of a difference is like how much stuff is like player, how much stuff is like only the player using compared to like how much stuff is the enemy using. I feel like that's a good way to like sort of gauge how much a mechanic is being used. But since like fates, the enemies all have uh, skills, and in conquest they've got like specific skills that like they can't normally obtain just to like make the chapter more difficult, and they use guard stance and attack stance constantly, or it's like. Awakening, it's like enemies, they only have their, their line skills and they can't use anything. So I feel like, yeah, Fates sort of uses its mechanics to the best of its abilities. More more than like any game, I feel like. Yeah, you know, and I'd love yeah. to play, you know, another Yugdral or Tellius game or whatever that actually does use all those fun mechanics more. Remake. But <laughs> we don't really have Remake. that yet, so I'll have to settle with what there is. But cast how about you? Uh I'd agree. I'd say Fates uh executes uh like very well. Um I think it's it really like yeah, like you guys said, enemies do what the players can do. Uh which I think is a pretty 
large achievement relative to the rest of the games that just straight up don't. Uh, I think, I think you know the skill system, the the inheritance system, uh, you know the weapon triangle is is you know, you know it's it's a it take it how you like it if you like Fates as weapon triangle. I I got used to it. Uh, it just it 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 does the most with what it has. Um, and it does it well, I think. And I think actually a, a good second would probably be Echoes. Um, Echoes lacks, Echoes doesn't have enemies that have combat arts, but uh, I think the the spell system in Echoes is so fun um, for me personally because it does everything I want. It has swaps, it has shoves, it has rescue, warp strats, and you, you, you have the most freedom with, res- with rescue and warps. Uh, I mean, I think in Shadow Dragon you get them really early and you can just cheese the entire game yeah. with rescue yeah. strats. If it didn't warp, um, like chapter yeah. three. Yeah, yep. you can just cheese the entire game. But uh, in terms of like straight fun factor for me, I'd say, uh, I'd say like Fates and Echoes for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's understandable. I'm gonna actually, Chef, I'll go last. How about you? No, say, I, t- I talked. Say your piece. I said Fates. You said Fates. Yeah. So I agree on fates, but to be contrarian <laughs> and say something different, I'm going to say a game that I've heard I liked, which is called Thracia 776. And uh, I think that game, in a lot of ways, really takes advantage of all the weird, kooky, crazy uh, mechanics that it adds. So you have stuff like Capture, which um, we talked about in our retrospective. Capturing is really essential because you don't really get you don't get gold unless you sell stuff or you arena grind, which probably isn't too realistic in a uh, normal playthrough of that game. So you you have to use this you know cool strategies that you you might not uh, already think of to try and capture you know the bishop to get their their tomes and, and healing staves instead of just uh, killing them. And that adds another mechanic where. When you uh, when you have someone captured, what, what is it, Jeff? Do you, do you know how, how the stats decrease? Oh, you lose half your when stats. You, you lose you lose half your stats, and uh, when you use the capture command, do you remember what exactly the numbers are? You lose half um, your stats. <laughs> e- even when you use the capture command, yeah, you have to defeat them okay. at half your cap- at half stats. Yeah, so it it adds a, another layer of strategy, which can be really fun. Um, there's also weird stuff like staves missing which makes me laugh (laughs) more than anything else just because i'm weird and i guess think that adds to the charm of the game uh but there's also stuff like healing scrolls or healing scrolls um crusader scrolls which uh i think it's fun because you have these weird meme units like marty which basically seem to exist for the sole purpose of teaching you what the build stat does um, but if you really want to, you know, you can put effort into Marty and, and make him a, a worthwhile member of your team. Turn him into a party. Turn him into a party. The Marty party. Just uh, <laughs> just RNG scum until he gets, like, seven movement growths. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and see, that's another weird thing. It's like, uh, Thracia has this weird charm. There is a movement stat. <laughs> you can gain movement on the two... Uh, Playthroughs, I suppose. Finish either when you hold that <laughs> over my head for the end of my days. But uh, on the two playthroughs I did, Leaf gained two movement in both playthroughs. So that was that was fun. 
<laughs> every time you play, you're usually going to get one or two units that get a, a movement. It's just, I don't know, it, it adds to the individuality of e each playthrough. And um, and things like skills, while limited and, and very similar to FE4, are fun. Because you get stuff, you get the manuals, you get, you know, your Wrath manual and manual and your Paragon manual. And um, it allows you to really pick and, and choose uh, how you want to build your characters. So I think Thracia is fun and go play it. Just play Thracia, bro. <laughs> Uh, I think we need FE4 first. But, uh, well, I'll play it once there's a good translation. Yeah, whether it's official never, or not, never gonna happen. One day. All right. Well. Okay. The menus are bad, but you get used to them. <laughs> that's my that's my piece on that. That's Stockholm syndrome. It is Stockholm syndrome. Right. Well. But uh, that's segment two. Yeah. It's the first segment two in a little while. Yeah, we skipped it for the last couple, couple episodes. episodes. Alright, so I guess we'll see you all in segment three. Yeah. Cue the music. Emblemcast episode 26 featuring Gast. He's a guy. What He's up? Guy. <laughs> He's on the <this> show. <laughs> Again. And he has a YouTube channel. I don't know if we plug that, but his YouTube channel is uh, Gas Station. He has cool support science videos. Um, really, really fun, interesting stuff that I enjoy. He has some, some fun Let's Plays. As he mentioned, he's doing a, uh, a randomized revelation run. And Gast, are you ever going to do another one of your, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, animated series when you do, uh, like, F Gaiden in a Nutshell? Oh, <laughs> uh, the plot reviews? Oh, yeah. yeah those the, those yeah. are always good. Ever yeah. going to bring those back? Uh, I can't tell you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe. Well. One day. We'll see. <laughs> one day. Can neither anyway. confirm nor deny. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> secret right. it's a secret for everybody um anyway uh today's topic so, is going to be uh what mechanics we'd like to see expanded upon see return that uh intelligence systems has kind of forgotten about <laughs> they haven't really um you know 
been expanded, been continued the way you see other things. Like, or Terra clearly I, I think, has not been forgotten about, even though it wasn't in the last game, you know. But I, I think around, but. I think Echoes, you know, stuff that that game does is uh, acceptable, as that's a remake. So if we said we, you know, want to see stuff from that game and yeah effie switch or whatever that's also that's also i would say intelligent system sort of has like sort of the game freak sort of thought process where it keeps a lot of things but there's like a lot of big things that just like vanish or just like it really does like don't come when are we gonna see a a game freak is pokemon x fire and we'll cross hey man that was basically <laughs> that was basically conquest pokemon conquest it was basically conquest <laughs> but, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start yeah. with something that's only been in one game but I can't see any reason why it shouldn't come back in a, like every other game because it's cool and it just adds to things. And that's the height mechanic. Enemy movement from Radiant stars? Dawn. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my god. The <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> but the the height mechanic it adjusts. Uh, I think it's just hit rates. Is it damage uh, too? Uh, no, uh, no, it's just like plus fifty hit and avoid. I don't think it. Yeah, uh, but excuse me. it's huge because it forces you to rethink your strategy when you're like climbing a tower or something like in the final map of part one for example you have to try to hit from the side so that you're not at such a penalty and it also means that you can defend certain maps uh in a cool way you know you you put people at certain points where they can better guard but then you have to watch the other places where enemies will try to come up instead it was really cool and it's never been seen since yeah never before seen you heard heard it here first (laughs) yeah it was sort of interesting since technically they could have applied the hype mechanic to like most of the games since there's always like some like weird uh, visual gap. You could see that just yeah. like shooting up like I guess in like uh, in Echoes in Dewey Baba's mansion, sort of just shooting up the mountain. I could sort of been... yeah. Most most Fire Emblem games are like Escher paintings where everything's on one plane even though it's clearly got differences in altitude. Yeah. Could you imagine Nui Baba's map with height mechanics and Iridian Dawn? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Fuck <laughs> that. Fuck that. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm not saying they should just be added to existing stuff without consideration. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there goes your sniper. Your sniper gray. Yeah, you can't stand on the mountain. <laughs> All I uh, could just gotta go through that twelve percent hit rate, <laughs> and she's on and she's on a, a heel tile. Ah, <laughs> uh, nope, that'd be something. But yeah, yeah, yeah the hype mechanic that would be a sort of cool thing to return. What about you? How about uh, how about mechanics you wouldn't like to see return? Well, uh, movement stars. Oh, <laughs> oh, see, they're kind of fun. I would say Trisha hit where it's capped at ninety nine. Oh yeah. one. I'm going to say Biorhythm. Biorhythm is yeah. just oh, dumb. Oh, God. Biorhythm can go fuck itself. It doesn't matter unless you're playing on hard mode and ready at dawn, in which case it just exists to screw you. No, it yep. just exists to screw Edward. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I would say... Poor Edward. <laughs> yeah, Biorhythm, it's like... Imp- it's not important enough where you have you should care about it, and you also actually don't have any ability to deal with it, aside from, like, your hair on when they, like, reach level 20. Which is like, which would just be such a stupid use of them. Yeah, and but it also has like just enough effect where it can screw you over at times. Yep. Yeah, it was definitely a half baked idea. I don't even for a long time I didn't even know what biorhythm did. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's it's never like explained. It, 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 it's never explained. It's never clear. And it's anything. Uh, like in the similar vein of like just stupid mechanics, I guess. Um, 
rain in FE7 was dumb as hell. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. I, I love the graphical was... effect, but the and mechanic as well. It's just yeah. Horrendous. It was um, it was really silly. It was just stupidly. And there's I think you could work with rain. You could make it. Uh, you could make it work. Um, but not the way FE7 did. Yeah. Uh, FE7 did a lot of weird things. Like there was that. Uh, there was the desert sandstorm nonsense. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you know, Hector's hard mode uh, Berserker chapter where there was only two units that you could use. Poison poison vents. Um, those are weird. Uh, just like a lot of these, a lot of the, maybe not so much like m- mechanics that sort of, uh, what am I trying to say here? That kind of stuck with their own game. Mm-hmm. Like like mechanics that were like just unique to that game that were just dumb. Yeah. Or like or like the F E seven stuff, biorhythm. Uh or like killing off for guidance chapters. That was only in F E eleven and it was oh God. pretty dumb. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think anyone liked that. Um, I've heard what, some what, defenses. What are some of stuff it. that you would like to see come back? And sort of expanded. Uh, Canto, Super Canto from from oh, uh, from FE9. Oh, that's the best. I it was so unbalanced, but I didn't care because it was so. Fun. I man, the best part about Radiant about Path of Radiance for the gameplay, or one of them at least, was Cavaliers and Canto. It was so hit and run mechanics are so much fun. Um, or hit, for me, hit for, run forward into the frame more. Yeah, yeah. In Path of Radiance, especially. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. I think Kanto should make Kanto should at least be a skill that someone can yeah. learn. Yeah. Uh, it took so much capacity in Rainy and Dawn, and it would be a good skill to have. You know, they could have just made it not come with everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, would not make it locked where you couldn't remove it even if you wanted to. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I, why even have yeah. it? Why not just reduce? I think. There? I think shove should be a native command skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like the way I, it wasn't. Shove is a lot of fun. Yeah, shove is. I. You guys know it. You guys know how I like my shove. <laughs> so yeah. fun. Yeah, <laughs> shove stress. Instead of forcing it to only be people who've been using a shield for a while or who have a special skill or mm-hmm. so, just fucking yeah. give it to people. It's fun. Yeah. Well, and you're never gonna have so many units that it's gonna be super unbalanced. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, sh- like Oni Savages having shove was just like. It made it so much more niche and so much more inaccessible, like so much less accessible than it needed to be. Yeah. Like it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be a class skill. Anyone can push somebody. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? The way they did it in uh, Teles was right, I think. Yeah. But yeah. The, everyone uh, should learn the shove. And con. Yep. Um, how do you guys feel about con and like the weight mechanic and stuff like that? Um, the weight. I feel like I sort of actually like the sort of fates. Sort of fate system. Oh, so, where 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 AS just gets n- yeah, subtracted. Yeah, or the certain weights or certain weapons like way more. I feel like I don't like I don't like FE4 system where like there's no no mitigation. FE5s I feel like yeah. I feel like it can be a bit too random at times with like uh, build growths since. That can See, since the, that can actually part... screw you over with like some rescuing, since if uh you mounted units can rescue anyone, or any unmounted unit, but if their weight is more or if their build is more than the mounted unit's build, 
then the mounted unit loses half of its movement which kind of can like screw you over if like say like safety like randomly propped build like four times and now like just too bulky to be carried by ronin <laughs> but and then gba games i feel like sort of too arbitrary at times I definitely think if you're using the GBA system, then con needs to be determined by the unit and not by basic class and sex guidelines, because you don't want a situation where, like, Isadora or Echidna are just kind of, like, nerfed for being female for no reason otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? Um, uh, I don't... I don't know. Um... <sighs> I, I feel like AS should be calculated, yeah. like, for you. Um, oh. Because in GBA, in GBA, like, you had to look at your con and then look at the weapon weight and then look at your speed and then, like, th figure shit out that way. Um, Wasn't it in I, um, Radiant Dawn no, or something? Uh, Radiant Dawn, it was just based off your strength. Yeah, Radiant Dawn was strength. So it's like... No, it, I mean calculated uh, for you. Uh, I don't believe so i believe it was still oh, you still had right, to just I do your i liked i liked echoes how it was er, and guide and how it was just if you're if you're straight up faster yeah, one faster then you just double yeah, i mean echoes is <laughs> yeah is fe4's system where it directly subtracts from speed but the weapons weigh a lot less yeah. relatively speaking so you don't get super screwed as much yeah. and the enemies also don't even when they have weapons which I mean, it didn't matter as much in FE4 anyway, because so few Swords. of them had Pursuit. But... Oh, yeah, in Pursuit. <laughs> sure made them get doubled a lot. <laughs> what about you, Devin? For mechanics I would like, or would uh, No, like just to uh, see? on the weight topic, the weight con. Um, see, I'm not sure how I feel about how Fates does it. I like it in theory, but then you get to, to weapons like Silver, which I, I feel... Well, that's not really Don't, that's not really weight. It's not. I guess it's not. You need weight, to remove but... forging to use the fate system, basically, because otherwise, forge of whatever is the lowest without penalties or the highest without I penalties. Like, you know, I like how better. Echoes does it. Just just a straight speed penalty. Uh, no, I think that's fine. Um, Khan is interesting, but it it can really screw some units over. If, if they don't have appropriate con. Um, I don't know. I, I, I It's kind of broken. <laughs> in, in Tellius. <laughs> Just based off... I mean, in Tellius, it basically doesn't exist. After, yeah. Unless you're a mage in the first yeah. third of the game. Yeah. yeah. But even then, in, like, Radiant Dawn, all, all the mages, their base strength is, like, enough to wield every tome with no, yeah. with no speed penalty, except, like, siege tomes. Even even Ilyana, who's like the only tier one, tier one mage, is like she's got enough strength to just wield the end game tome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it is fun to double with siege tomes though. Yeah, you there's the strength a couple times. But even then, with it doesn't really happen in like GBA games. So even with that, the BXP Radiant Dawn's BXP system, like you're probably gonna get some strength procs near the end anyways. So it's like whatevs. Yeah. Well, and how third tier promotions work, where it kind of balances oh, yeah. out all your stats. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any other? Do you guys, what do you guys think of Lagoos? Lagoos, they're pretty right. 
or like the <sighs> like the their like timer mechanic. Well, just like how they function in the games, and then like if you would, if like if Fe sixteen would have, um, like Lagoo's like char- like like straight Lagoo's like characters. Would you rather have how it's just? <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. If, if you would, thank you. Bless if you would, uh, rather have um how Fates works with B stones or like straight up gauges and stuff like that. I mean, if you want mana keys, you should just do that instead of turning your lagoos into them. <laughs> you know, they yeah. do, they are generally not so great, but you see in FE9 and 10, if you just make the characters good enough, they'll overcome that. Like, Ranulf is still useful. Leith is still useful in the first half of Path of Radiance. I do think that um, seeing combat shouldn't drain their meter. It should just be a turn thing, because that's so annoying on enemy phase. It'll just get dogpiled and untransformed and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel I feel like FE9's meter sort of works with just certain units just having like starting out either like being left starting out transformed. So I, I f- mean, it it made left and Janaf just better than their counterpart, but they both like Mordecai had Smite, which made mm-hmm. him worth bringing along anyway. Did yeah. Olki have something going for him? No, or was he just kind of worse? No. He was just bad. Olki was garbage. Yeah, he was super bad. <laughs> He was just worse. Okay, yeah, but but Mordecai, they they figured out how yeah, to just make smite. it work. So, and he yeah. was also bulky enough that being untransformed wasn't as bad yeah. as it could have been. Yeah, so, like you'd have to be a complete idiot to get Mordecai killed. It is. It is. It just is annoying. Like you have you have dead weight at the beginning of your of your chapter. Yeah, like, it's just you, having Mordecai was just like that's why I I usually I'm usually just actually the the Lagoos I used the most was uh, Muarum because he had the demi band. Oh yeah. And I, I just didn't even bother with anyone else because Muarm's bases and growths were fine. Even the demi band didn't do like it didn't do anything significant. You can and give Path the demi Radiant... band to whoever else though. Like yeah, Mordecai. I know, but like you, but like you can not even bother with Lagoos and just wait for Mordecai. You mean Muarm? Muarm, yeah. Muarm, yeah. Sorry, you can just not even bother with Mordecai or Leith and just get Muarm, and then he can just start tearing up. Yeah. They definitely they need to be good without any investment because you're already putting up with the way their transformation works. So then if you have, like, a, a Kiza or a Liar, it's just like, nope, not worth it. I would say also even, those, like, Radiant those characters and Those characters in RD were so bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were... What? Why were they even in that game? I don't know. I mean, Leith and Mordecai in Radiant Dawn are pretty bad, too. But then it's like... I feel like, like also... Much worse than Path of Radiance. I feel like also Radiant Dawn's, like... Radiant Dawn's gauge system, I feel like, is also like a step backwards. Oh my god, yeah, because you have to be chugging a Levy Grass every turn and you'll just get drained in like one enemy phase regardless. Yeah, so it's like, why? <laughs> and but especially hey, they can punch people. Yeah, they can punch people. That's, that's yeah. definitely get that kickboxing going. You know, you shouldn't be <laughs> untransforming until the turn is over because otherwise it's too unpredictable when you suddenly lose a bunch of durability and die yeah especially since in radiant dawn it's just double stats Mm -hmm. so it's like left goes from like say like 30 speed just straight down to 15 and suddenly like getting doubled by like armors (laughs) get doubled with no defense yeah (laughs) but yeah i feel like they could work on the gauge system make it like a bit more I did. The one thing I thought Radiant Dawn did better was I loved that they could punch when they were untransformed on enemy phase. That... It was not very useful, except if you gave, like, Volag Beast Foe or something, but it was funny. Yeah. 
Can staff users use their staff for yeah, people too? They can. Yeah, that was actually a nerf though, because it meant that staff uh, staves were equipped. So if you had staves and tomes, you couldn't heal without being trade equipped. Though, which was kind of annoying. Though it did lead to the great, like one of the greatest meme videos of like Oliver. Oh my god! Yeah, the <laughs> physic Oliver staff crit. He uh, just kills the cane. <laughs> I love everyone's tower dialogue with Oliver is hilarious because they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> like Sephiroth. <laughs> Dude. You being here is clearly a sign that the world needs to be destroyed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Any other mechanics you guys ever want to talk about that feel like could come? Capture? Capture? I feel like, yeah, that could work. You know, it's something I go back and forth on, uh, but I, I would like to see another attempt and not weird Fate's capture, uh, real capture. But, I mean, you would need a game designed around it. And yeah, capture's one of those things. Like, I think height could and should just really be in every game from now on, but capture is something that should definitely be, like, every few times. Sort of like a world map, you know. There, yeah. You design your or, game world you and could, structure around or it. Or you could just have an FE5 room. <laughs> well, yeah, but you would do another game with capture too. Just also still design around it. And I, I like how the capture is kind of integrated into the story in FE5. How you know you're, you're kind of the odds are completely against you, and uh, you're literally just scrounging for resources, and that's what capture instead of just buying shit or you know all that stuff. So hmm. um, I don't know. Ca capture is cool. Uh, what what else would I like to? See? Um, I think that's about it. Yeah, I think that's well, that pretty covers good, pretty uh, much everything. It is about it. I mean, there's a lot of mechanics I like, but they're mechanics that have been returning. Like I know, some people some people are split on the whole class changing thing. I really like the idea of second seals slash you know art seals and and all that stuff. Um, I like coming up with weird fun strategies for units uh, that you might not think would work but, but work out and I guess that all as we well, kind of ta have talked about before kind of started with Gaiden and with the whole villager thing um, I mean it's not like you were making any Dreadfighters villagers in Gaiden really no <laughs> hmm. I don't, know, uh, I don't really like second seals but it's another thing where like as long as it's not every game I think it's fine just pick some and design it around it yeah, I guess so. Um, I I I would not. I really would not like to see two things in the next. Wishful thinking. I don't want to see pair up in the next game, and I don't want to see marriage in the next game. I think we know. Unless it's an FE4 remake. <laughs> Unless. It's Although even FE4 remake. didn't have marriage as such, it had like lovers. Yeah. They were, they were a bunch of raunchy army people. They didn't... Uh... Yeah, I'm a fan of <laughs> FE4's marriage system the best out of all the... every game. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? I think we've mm -hmm. exhausted this topic. Yeah, I think that covers... <laughs> I guess. Anything? It's a, it's a little short, uh, just like last week, but I think that's, I think that's okay. Yeah. And we had a special guest. Um, we did. Hey. We had, we had Husser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Gast, thank you for, for coming on again. Uh, it was a pleasure to Thanks have you. Thanks for having me, of course. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. Yeah, I, would, I would not be surprised uh, unless you feel otherwise. <laughs> of course, if 
we saw you on again in the future. Well, it took us seven months to get him back on. You know, we'll see him again in seven <laughs> months. <laughs> Talk right. to me in it's 2019. A, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a strict two year basis. <laughs> Right. I was being generous with the seven months. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes is a busy guy, you know. He doesn't <laughs> doesn't get doesn't like to uh, let the he doesn't like to put the gassed brand in places that are <laughs> not worthy. <laughs> he doesn't of deem him. worthy. <laughs> not worthy. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to mention one more time in case people that haven't been listening for some reason where where they can find you? in the world of the internet of me yeah yeah oh well uh if you want to watch some some uh high quality 720p <laughs> dynamic face cam playthroughs uh check out uh gas station on youtube and follow me on twitter mm -hmm. so you you heard it here uh, bangs on youtube that's yeah. that's what he Hangs just said <laughs> that's that's the channel to go to yeah. <laughs> all right Go to youtube.com slash the gaming pilgrimage. <laughs> <laughs> but yep, all right. Youtube.com slash IGN. Anyway, uh, this this has been Emblemcast, and I hope you enjoyed episode 26. Guys, we're we're past we're past 25. That means we're closer to 50 yeah. than we are. One day. Closer to 50 than we are to zero. <laughs> all right. Well. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Yeah, Deuces. See you guys. Bye. Gast a gay 11-year-old vegan. Okay, is there is there some meme I'm missing here with Gast being 13? Yes, there yeah, is apparently. Yeah, uh, I just kind of... Right. It happened on our server, sadly. Oh. Alright, well... <laughs> Alright, well, uh, I'm not 13. I'm not gay. And I'm not a vegan. <laughs> the so rumor that's... come out. Yeah. <laughs> Gas station comes out as a straight adult. <laughs> <laughs>